Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Radio. Spider-Man. It's such a 90s opening to a show, too. Like, like the hardest metal ever. Like, at one point, he's just yelling spider blood. Spider blood. Radioactive spider blood. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think the X-Men one is the most quintessential 90s. Oh, it's <laughs> absolutely the best one. Okay, X-Men is definitely the best of them. I just think it's really funny that um, <laughs> like they just start yelling spider blood in the middle of no, for no like just in the middle of it for no reason. Spider blood. Spider uh, blood. Nintendo Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Welcome, everybody, to the Screen Looker Podcast Show. I'm your host, Martin Ben, and with me today, I have Daniel George. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. <laughs> also, I am very tired. <laughs> it's another weekend. I'm You're very tired. tired is your perpetual state of being. This is yep. not a shock. Yeah, I just finished Vinny Original Sin 2. I'm going to write up the review, A Beginner's Guide. I'm still doing the Survivor cast got revealed, so now I'm doing daily casts as Hold well on. as news. Isn't, isn't Divinity already out? Yeah, but it takes 100 hours to beat the game. No, it's on console now. That's why. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The definitive okay. edition. Okay, that's where, yeah, okay. I was like, I thought you were playing that like months ago. I mean, long, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one long review man yeah it takes forever because the games are so good i look forward to the your, game boomed me i look forward so to good. your three hour breakdown of the good and the bad of divinity original sin 2 i'm not going to do that sense. because i've talked about this game too many times on this podcast <laughs> oh wow. man also with us, the lady you hear in the back that's yelling over everyone else is Rebecca Valentine. Wow. wow. <laughs> right for the wow. jugular. Right for the jugular. Oh, my God. I'll just go to lunch now. <laughs> we love you here, Rebecca. We love you here. Oh, it's my God. Space. Oh, is, is it? it? No, <laughs> it's not. Is it's it? absolutely not. Dude, if I'm on this podcast, it's not a safe space. <laughs> no one is safe. Nothing is safe. Nothing no is one. sacred. <laughs> uh, also on this podcast, who is making this an unsafe space, is Michael Owens. How are you, sir? I'm I'm okay. I've been doing whatever Spider can for the past <laughs> what, 10 days. Yeah, I've been okay. Good, good, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so I, I as usual, will, as, as Rebecca alluded to, she is going to be leaving us here sometimes shortly uh or soon so we're gonna just skip right over to what did you play at pax west ma'am how did how wait first first of all 
Did you play the quiet man? Please tell no, me. No, I didn't play the quiet man. No. So listen, listen. I I was at like a dinner on Saturday night or something, and somebody was telling me, yeah, you really need to go play. Or, or he was telling me about playing quiet man, but he couldn't like really describe it. And I couldn't even get like a vibe as to whether this was good or bad. And so right. I finally like stopped him and I was like, okay, so just tell me, do I need to go play Quiet Man or not? And he launched into a deeper explanation that still <laughs> did not clarify for me whether I needed to go play this or not. But I, he never told me where it was. And so I never, I never found it. I hadn't heard of it. I didn't watch the Square Enix E3 or whenever it was announced. So I just, I never ran across it. And then I read Waypoints right up about it. And I'm, I'm pretty well convinced now that I'm glad I did not go play Quiet Man um, because it sounds like a capital V, capital G video game. Um, right. But... <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a capital S, capital E social experiment more than anything. <laughs> right. That's like, the prank, too, bro. Yeah. It's just a prank. <laughs> it does sound a bit like a prank, yeah. I mean, the, um, way, the way that they put it was basically, this isn't a game that should exist. <laughs> that, yeah. Anyway, so what um, did you play, Bam? Well, I'm really excited because I don't, I mean, I went to go, I went for interviews for games industry. So I, I don't actually get to talk about what I actually played while I was there anywhere except here. So this is great. Um, I, I, I revisited Ooblets as everyone knew I would. Um, yep. It has, the last time I played it was at E3 2017. It's undergone a lot of changes since then. Um, the big one that they actually, they announced at E3 2018 that everybody already knew, knew about was uh, they incorporated dance battles instead of combat. And that is really fun and cute and sweet. And I think it was just interesting to see the game because it's been like a year and a half since I played it. And it, it's obviously a different demo, but I was still kind of in the same areas. And it's just, it's fascinating to see how much a game changes, you know, over a year and a half of development. Like the town that you were in is completely different from the town in like that I saw at E3. Like it, there are a few similar characters that I recognize and there were a couple similar elements, but it's really, it's a totally different game. Um, it's polished a lot. There, there's still, the dialogue is just like an absolute delight. Every, every line of it, I was just sitting there like chuckling to myself because they all read, they all read like the most adorable and silly and like eyebrow raising tweets you've ever read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, man, that game is just a delight. I am so excited for that game. It's it's cute in the extreme. Um, I got to say hi to Rebecca accordingly while she was there, um, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't know. I'm feeling really bad for blanking on his real name, but Perplamps, basically the two devs, um, and they're like really cool, and they exude the personality of their game. And it was really cool to hear them talk about like wanting to make a game that was kind, right? Because um, that's not like a descriptor you usually hear about video games but i'm really excited for early 2019 or late 2018 whenever this is coming out to play a kind game (laughs) oh man well that's good that's good anything else of note that you played while you were there uh or checked in on um i I mean i didn't play a ton of things i played boyfriend dungeon that was really cool Um, wait wait, you guys don't know about this okay i I, I was just gonna gloss over this yeah boyfriend dungeon it's a it's a visual novel Oh, I know this one. And also, it's a visual novel, uh, Dungeon Crawler. And in this game, you go, you have like this regular, ordinary person life. um, And then you occasionally go into these dungeons to fight your way through them. And you fight your way through them with these weapons. Um, But these weapons, when they are not, when they're in the dungeon, they're actually like swords and, you know, daggers and things. But when they're not in the dungeon, they turn into people you can date. And you you spend your time outside of the dungeon uh, forming these relationships with these weapons, and then you take them to the dungeon and you fight with them. Is one of the weapons a dildo bag? 
what? What'd you say? I said, are one of the weapons dildo bats? I just, I'm just. No! That's a really old reference. No, no, no. That's like the sex toy DLC. Right. I do like the official description of Beyblades. Oh, God. I didn't see that. Get the fuck out. Oh, my God. Uh, it's really like it's really enjoyable though. I mean, the gut, the the dungeon crawling was pretty like basic when I played it, but I mean, I I like a good visual novel with some good witty writing, and the characters are uh, very attractive. So it was nice. Right. It was fun. Right. Like, I didn't I didn't get too much time with it, but I, I had a good. So time the characters of- are Epe, aka Isaac, the sharpest dresser, <laughs> Dagger, aka Valeria, tired of backstabs. She's my bae. Talar Sunder, worried he's becoming an antique. Laser Saber, aka Seven, it's hard to get a handle on him. And Glaive, aka Sawyer, they'd like you to get straight to the point. No, but they added a cat too. There's a cat. Oh my god. I don't know how you date the cat, but there's like a cat. There are a cat outside it's of the dungeon. Called, and Reb, then Reb, a... Reb, it's called bestiality and it's mostly frowned Oh my upon. god. I don't think you actually like romance the cat. I think you just become friends with it. It, with what you described, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. This it picture looks like a is a gift that gives keeps on giving here. I, <laughs> are there stones you can romance in this game? Not that I am aware of. The cat was the, okay. The cat was a stretch goal, so enough people wanted the cat. <laughs> that the cat. Well, this happened. is a Kickstarter yeah. game. This yes, is a Kickstarter, is. yeah. Oh my it is God. also going to come out before um, what's that weather game Bloodstained? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh man, uh, they're both twenty nineteen. Hold on, okay, I gotta I gotta get off this because I played a bunch of other stuff too. Yes, um, go ahead. Go I played ahead. I played Artifact, which I enjoyed. I don't know if it'll hook me because it's I, I'm already really reluctant to stick with. I mean, it's it's nothing like Hearthstone. If you're looking at it because you think it's going to be like Hearthstone, it is it is a card game, and that is about where the similarities end. Um, but it is it is fun to play. I like the three lane idea. Um, I think that they have some good things going for them. But I think the fact that you, there's no way to earn card packs by playing the game whatsoever Wait. is going to be a huge yeah. Did you? Know, you well, get, I mean, this is in the side eye segment a little then? bit. You oh, buy them with real money. Them. They it's so it's designed by the guy who made Magic the Gathering, and he basically wants to make a Magic the Gathering type game, but, but with Dota, like yeah, like with Dota. Um, and it was interesting to talk to him about it because he he's very much of the belief that that model can be translated from uh, like physical card games to video games, and I think that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, there really hasn't been another strong physical card game since Magic, mm-hmm. like not not in the same way. And so I think people who aren't already into Magic are kind of moving away from that. And I also think that he like yeah, there's a lot of overlap between like physical card games and video game audience, but the audiences are not it's, the Venn diagram is not a circle. And I think that there are a lot of ga- video game players who will initially be into this who will fall away when they realize oh I have to pay real keep paying real money into this to keep playing it. I I'd argue that Pokemon TCG was maybe the closest one. Fair. Fair. Yeah. yeah. But I I mean that, that's even fallen off too. I think they'll end up getting a really like strong competitive scene and I think it's going to be really homogenous as well because it's only going to be the kind of people who can afford to keep paying into the game to stay on top of whatever new exciting thing they're doing. Well, yeah, and being being associated with Dota also helps. Eh. Uh, <laughs> depends on who you I are. I don't think. Well, the Dota audience, 
the Dota audience didn't react well to it. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, when it was because... first revealed, the Dota audience was like, what the fuck? Well, is because this? it's yeah. not Half Life 3. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. That, that, that's all it is. <laughs> but the thing is, hearing that uh, Price Mall doesn't uh, surprise me. Uh, I see the three lane combats and the three different planes of combating. Is it you have to knock out one health pool or all of them? First. You you have to knock out. Okay, so I I mean I guess if, we're, if I'm understanding your question right, you you have to. There's three lanes and each one has like I think it's a forty health thing yep. on your opponent's side. You have to knock out two of those to win. However, um, like you can also win if you knock out because when you knock out a forty health one, it's replaced with an eighty health. And if you knock out the eighty health after the forty health, that you also get a win for that. So basically two. Two is the answer. Okay, because uh, this reminds me of a little bit of uh, Hearthstone, a little bit of Plants vs. Zombies Heroes. I know a lot of people didn't play that game, but they pretty much had three lane, or they had like multiple lanes. You put down your cards, you attack uh, enemies. You can do kind of... It, I think that had more multi-lane combat. Like you can have bitters that could attack three or three or five lanes attacking multiple opponents, but this seems like combat in one lane section into that lane, and you can't really unless there's more gameplay I'm not seeing that. There's not really crossover between lanes, it's where you decide to put your cards down when. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But that's, I'm surprised that no, no one, this, this is the first game I can think of that kind of introduces that core concept from Plans for Zombies Heroes. A game that nobody but me and Nick played. <laughs> <laughs> it's. A, I mean, I think it's good. Like, I think as far as like a video game, it's it's really solid. I just don't think the payment model is good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did what's I play? I was gonna say, what's next? You can buy digital bobbleheads. Oh wait, they're doing that in Los Angeles. I don't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> let's I see. I I did play Mega Man Eleven. Okay. Um, I yeah. I don't have strong opinions. Well, I don't have strong opinions on that because I think a lot of people know Mega Man better than I do have strong opinions on that. Um, it it felt like a it it was better than Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> it plays like a Mega Man game. I, I also yeah, play. I mean, it, like it's it's Mega Man. Like that that's what it is. Um, yeah. Let's see what else did I play? I played Stormland, um, which is this Oculus VR game, which was fine. I mean, it was a VR game, like. I didn't feel that it was doing anything absolutely spe spectacular. They they made a big deal about how it's got like an open world and like climbing is a big deal. Like I think they're trying to be Breath of the Wild or something. But you don't. I didn't really get much of that open world in the demo, so it was kind of hard to like figure out why that was going to be a big deal. It's clearly Insomniac's biggest game on the market right now. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a As VR it game. <laughs> and, uh, let me hold on. It is a VR game, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 it's VR. It's VR. Sorry, I'm opening up my schedule to figure out what else I played. Uh, Stormland. Oh, yeah, I went to the Devolver booth. Duh. Um, Gris. Gris is fucking incredible, guys. That was is that probably how my they pronounce the it. Is it Gris? Gris. It's not Pinot Gris. Gris. It's not Pinot Gris. No, no, it's Gris. I was okay. so excited when it was Gris. Gris. <laughs> oh, it's Gris. Um, but it's so good. Oh my god. And like, okay. I don't think it's doing anything revolutionary as a platformer. Right. Um, but 
it was just really emotional. And I, I like, I mean, I know I like cry at everything. So this is not surprising <laughs> to anybody. I, I, I know, I know. Um, but I cried like twice in this 15 minute demo, like in the opening and then at the end. And I don't even know why, like it didn't give me a lot of story. There was like a little bit, but it was just really emotional and the art style is beautiful and the music got me and just all that together. I don't know. It was just, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really interesting. And, you know, one of those, one of those artsy games that everybody just really likes is, is great. Going to be um, one but, of those? Yeah, it's going to be one of those. Um, Young Souls was fun. Uh, not, I'm not really young. What is young, young I mean, Souls? Uh, another Devolver? No, that's not Devolver. That's a uh, .emu and Arcade Crew. I think that really? one's... Let's see, Dot .emu does the ports, not ports. The, sorry, Dot .emu does established franchises. Arcade Crew uh, does yeah. new ones, so it's Arcade Crew. They're uh, uh, they're publishing uh, Street to Rate 4. Yes, I'm getting to that. Um, <laughs> Young Souls was really good as a beat-em-up. I really like the art style a lot. That one was just really fun. Um, it's these two kids who... I, they could, it's still pretty early in development, but they have like some kind of life, you know, in the real world by day. And it then, looks like she's on a scooter. Uh, yeah. And then by night they go through this portal in the basement of like this lab or whatever. And they go into like this goblin kingdom and they fight off goblins together. And it, it's a co-op beat them up, which I love. Um, and it was, it was just, it was great. It, the combat's fun. It was kind of complicated. Like it's got some RPG elements so you can equip weapons and stuff and like customize. They both start out like, really as even characters but you can equip heavier weapons or you know make them move faster or give them harder hitting power it's great um it was very challenging too like i was playing with uh one of the developers and we did not beat the boss um it was a little bit difficult but i enjoyed it it was cool um and then i was glad that i got to warm up on that because i went like to a couch right behind that to play streets of rage 4 again not my genre not into beat-em-ups but still a really good time like simple. Are you, are you going to buy Streets of Rage four? I doubt that I will. Um, but if somebody, I was gonna say, called me up and no one calls people on the phone anymore. If someone like <laughs> tweeted at me and was like, "Hey, I got Streets of Rage four. I need someone to play with. Will you come over?" I'd be like, "Yeah, sure. That sounds like fun." Um, I I liked it because it, I didn't need necessarily a ton of information to understand it. There were like two buttons basically, and I was just able to play it. It looks really good. It's pretty. Um, I thought they did a really, I mean, I'm not familiar with the original Streets of Rage games, but just from what I've seen in the screenshots, it looks like they did a really good job of being faithful to the style of the original while still making it look like, oh, this is like a modern game. So it's, so is it a hand-drawn game then? I don't know. I did not ask that. Uh, I don't, it looks, it looks looks like it has cutscenes that are hand-drawn. I didn't see any cutscenes. Okay. But the game itself like is more, is it more pixely? Like kind of like the old school Streets of Rage, or uh, do you remember? I'm not a very visual person. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's but okay. I just remember thinking this looks nice. <laughs> um, I don't have to, I don't have to write preview impressions anymore, so I don't have to think about those things. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, okay. And then the other thing was I did play Windjammers too, and okay. I'm very yeah. sad. I'm, oh my oh. God, Owen. <laughs> I am really Ooh. bad at Windjammers, but it was real fun. Okay. Real oh, fun. man. You, so you, you, you just you went all the way around the place, huh? You gotta, I did. Gotta... Oh, and I played I played a Shovel Knight King of Cards, which I had already played uh, last year. I played an early build that they sent me. Um, I played I played a King. It's not King, because you're playing as a, 
What's King Knight? King Knight. King yeah, Knight. you're playing as King Knight, but you're in so Pride More Keep. That's what it's called. Um, it eventually becomes this castle in Shovel Knight, but it's like a prologue or whatever. So um, I'm playing through Pride More Keep. It's very different from what it was in the demo that I played. It's still, his mechanics are like difficult and I enjoy that. Like he can't, he can't outright attack. Like he, he kind of charges forward and runs into things and that's how he attacks. And the only way he can jump like more than a centimeter off the ground is if he charges and runs into a wall and then he zooms up like a little pirouette and it's it's very fun but it it makes for some interesting stage mechanics but i played that level and then i played a tropical king level um, and i was very disappointed that i did not get to meet the giant king of fruit and fish in his tropical king level but <clears throat> there was that and then they also have a game coming out called shovel knight Smackdown, I think is what it's called. It's Shovel Smash Brothers. Yeah, it is. It's like Shovel Knight Smash Brothers. And it's really fucking fun, man. Like, it's like simpler Smash Brothers. Everybody's got basically like three attacks and then their relic and the stages are really creative and it was a good time, man. All other Smash clones be gone. Oh god, yeah, that's that's a Smash clone I, and I'm gonna get it anyway, because I'm pretty sure you get that for free if you already own the game. So yeah, I'll play that. Except for Rivals of Aether. That one that one can stay. The okay. Shovel Knight's in that one. Oh, okay. He's in everything now. He's getting he's around. in He's getting around. He's in Blade Strangers. He's in I mean he's in Smash. Effectively, yeah, he's just just, uh, putting a shovel and everything. You know, (laughs) does that mean the Baz is also in the Smash universe? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Baz is, and also in the Game of Thrones. uh, Sorry, the God of War universe. Yes. All right. Okay. Last thing I played, I played Hitman Two. Oh, oh yeah. Tell me. Tell oh, me. Man, everybody's really excited about this. I've never played a Hitman game before. Um, my goal, because I, I like passed somebody, and I saw somebody dressed as a flamingo, and so my goal was to become dressed as this flamingo at some pers- at some point, and I did accomplish that goal. Um, <laughs> I The guy kind of had to guide me through it, because I've never played a Hitman game before, so I'm not used to like the kinds of things you have to look for. But I it seemed like there were... I mean, that's the thing, right? There's a lot of different ways to accomplish your objective and you just like try to find different weird ways to do it. And I don't know. I liked it. Like, it seems like there's just a lot of freedom and it looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The, di- the dialogue's great. Like the writing is really strong. Yeah, it, it, it looks like everything I've seen from that seems like IO is getting it right. And yeah. they're yeah. not they're not being restricted by... Oh, we have to release this game in episodes. Right. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice, and I couldn't, I couldn't really get like a good straight answer out of them as to why they had made that change. Um, like, because they didn't, they didn't used to release it episodically, and then they did for Hitman twenty sixteen, and then they're not anymore. And well, I, I just thought that was an interesting choice to switch and then go back. Well, I think the episode thing was more, and that's what I'm wondering. They went say that specifically but i i mean i did talk to them and the wb doesn't have their hands in it in any way i mean wb doesn't own them like square did wb yeah and and io still owns the hitman ip outright yeah and they're i mean it it sounds like from what they said that they they're in this for the long haul like they want to keep making a lot of hitman and they're going to do it however the heck they want to make it and that sounds great it's kind of a miracle that happened yeah, yeah, yeah it, it really, really is. is. Yeah. No one wanted to buy them, and so Square's like, okay, and they were like, okay, we'll buy ourselves, I guess, and then it worked. Yeah, like yeah. I guess they had. They kind of hinted to me that they had a ton of people lined up to publish their game. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, they're still like a very big AAA studio oh, yeah. or AAA caliber studio. Well, and like, they know. I mean, Hitman will sell. 
Well, yeah. Hitman Two, like when, because it, it comes out what in November? Uh, uh yep, mid November. Yes. So really, like Battlefield Five is going to be the only competition it has. Like it's going to do pretty well. It should. I am because it'll be, though. it'll be after Red Dead. So yeah, they. But they it'll could, be around they, the time of Battlefield. Like I, I, I would consider if I'm not if I'm not too busy around that time. Like I would look at that game and think maybe I will buy this. I don't know. That that and uh, Forza Horizon are like the two games that I've played at shows recently that are not a. Not in my genre at all that I have played and thought I would I might buy this yeah. I have uh, I'm looking down the list of games I have NHL 19 now I haven't started it yet so I can't even talk about it. Uh, I see um, Red Dead Redemption 2 but like I can't see any game that I want to play more than Hitman 2. Yeah, and no. Actually, Smash Bros. I lied. Well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Well, in, you, from now until November. When you get when you get Hitman Two and you play it and you dress up like a flamingo on the racetrack, think of me. <laughs> I, I for that sure is amazing because Miami. Go ahead. Miami is an incredible setting for Hitman. It is so much an incredible setting. I'm it's looking forward to yeah. seeing what their Columbia map will look like. Oh yeah, <laughs> they got a lot going on there. A lot going but on like, you won't. The one of the main things about Hitman now is huge maps. With a bunch of people. I wonder how many people you can stuff in the jungles of Columbia. There were, okay, there were a lot of people in Miami. Like, it, it's on a racetrack, and there's, like, this huge crowd of people gathered to see this race or whatever. And there, I mean, there are lots of people. They did feel like it was welcoming you to Miami. I I felt very well. <laughs> well, I, as Agent 47, did not feel especially welcome in Miami because everybody kept trying to shoot me, but, you know. In their moon boots? This is a reference to Will Smith's Welcome to My... Anyway. That's everything I played at PAX West. Someone else talk. Damn. Do you need some water now, ma'am? No, I just feel like I'm monopolizing the conversation. It's okay. It's okay. We've been chiming in. I've played too many video games, man. Too well, many I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject myself here really quick just so I can give some initial thoughts on NBA 2K19. Yeah, that's that's another NBA 2K game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so sad that I've reached this point. I used to look forward every year to a new 2K because there'd be something new, something different that'd be exciting about it. And yet the only thing I'm excited for is to play my GM mode again. Because if you all remember last year when I was playing my GM, uh, the CEO of the uh, Lakers that I was with at the time would just give you random food recommendations. So he'd be like, oh, yeah, if you go to this Japanese spot downtown, there's a great ramen dish and you should really check it out. And it was just a random conversation in the middle of your my GM mode where you don't do anything. Uh, but other than that, I ha- I've, I've gotten only just started in my career. Um and I've like started going through like simulations and things um, to to like get those all prepped and ready. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's NBA 2K. It's it's that game again. Uh, 2K TV is back. Uh, Rachel Demita is back. Same developers, same bat channel. Uh- <laughs> Please email your local representatives. <laughs> <laughs> right, it feels it feels terrible to play this game now. Like once upon a time, it felt good to play an NBA two gay game. It was pure. It was great. 
it was amazing. And now it's like, yeah, the people of Belgium are being asked to email and message their senators or whoever to change the law so they can give them gambling. I don't understand. Maybe they need to be doxxed as well. Who knows? We're just throwing a, a field of angry people. We're, we're, we're just spitballing here. It's just spitballing, we're, just, we're just using our cult of personality to oh, get what man. we want done. Uh, look at my eyes. Sorry. Um, so switching from go. that bat channel to the spider channel, I've also been playing yes! Spider-Man. Um, along with, and I know Owens has many more thoughts because he's actually finished it. Um, but my initial thoughts from my first few hours, which were mostly me playing like a little bit of the story, then not realizing how long I had been playing. And then then also taking a frequent break of photo mode. Um, but, uh, all I can say really for certain is I've got to play a Mary Jane segment. That was cool. I got to play as like, or I've walked around as like Peter and as Spider-Man, um, done some combat stuff. Everything's pretty great, man. Everything's pretty great. You, I'll let you elaborate a little bit more, Owens, on uh, your thoughts and ideas of Spider-Man. Okay, like right now. Yeah, you can go, go ahead. Uh, uh, I'll I'll preface. The, I'll just go ahead and go through what else I've been playing because I haven't been on the podcast in a while. Right. Uh, Madden. I feel the same as you do about NBA 2K <laughs> that I do about Madden. Right. Uh, it's just the exact same shit. And <laughs> I can't I can't wrap my ra- mind around the fact that NBA Live got more year to year improvement than Madden or 2K did. It's amazing. That is bizarre to You're me. just not counting the real player motion technology. <laughs> <laughs> so uh been doing that overwatch. And uh thanks to a stray tweet from Reb. I bought Hollow Knight for the Switch. A stray tweet. A stray tweet because I think you were because I think it was on sale and you said you need to buy Hollow Knight like right now, not at me, but just in general because I was at work and wow. I was browsing Twitter. I have power. So it was like ten dollars. I'm like, fuck, fuck, it's ten dollars. I might as well get it. So I haven't touched it yet, but I will Ooh. touch it at some point. Influencer. I still haven't. Oh my god. <laughs> I still haven't picked up the game again since I dropped it for Battle for Azeroth and I really want to play it again because of the new DLC and I actually need to beat it but that game is really freaking incredible. So, so I will use my powers on you Reb. You need to play Dead If you like Hollow Knight you need to play Dead Cells. My husband's playing it right now. It's um, so he good. is so into it. So we own it. I you really think it'd be my thing like Oh yeah, if you like Hollow Knight you it looks harder than I want to deal with right now. It's, it's more... It's weird because that's Gambit's also out there. And it's kind of like both of those, but it's a little more Souls-esque. Mm-hmm. And Dead Cells is a little Souls-esque, but not really. It's a little more... It's a little more kind of all over the place, if that makes sense. But it knows what it's doing. Okay. I, so, I'll, I'll think about it. I mean, we already own it, so this doesn't like require any extra investment yeah, on my yeah, part. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll think about it. I, I'm kind of at a point, I mean, I need to play Hollow Knight, but I'm like at this point where I'm not really sure what I want to play next. Like the next thing on my list, I think, is Pokemon. Mm-hmm. As far as I can remember. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll play that. Yeah, I, I've had Dead Cell since uh, like well over a year ago because it was an early access forever. Right. 
So uh, I, I got the 1.0 update. This was maybe a month ago or whenever the 1.0 update dropped. And I went like a couple of days playing it. Just I couldn't put it down. Like all the weapons and all the RNG stuff is it's really cool in that game. It's just a cool game with a great art style and a good idea of what it wants to do. And uh, they did a really, Motion Twin did a really great job there. So yeah, it seems like they did. Yeah. Spooderman. Uh, it is by far the best Spider-Man game ever made. Yes. And I will, and there will be people that will still say that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 is the best one. And that's fine. That's your opinion. Just like me saying. That's just like your opinion, man. That's just like your opinion, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, this game does things. It has such a great attention to detail that cannot really be understated. You really have to like dive into it maybe 20, 25 hours deep to really see the amount of small things that are in it. For instance, the traversal is so great. It's completely momentum-based. It's just like the Raimi Spider-Man 2 game. Like You have to have something to latch onto in order to swing, and it's you have to maybe like time the jump button. I shouldn't say maybe have to, but like, <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to des- I'm trying to do my best to describe it. But traversal just has so many options, and you can mm-hmm. really increase your speed but through going momentum. So like you can press X at the height of your swing and you'll jump a bit higher and you'll feel the controller kind of rumble a bit. And then you swan dive back down and then swing again. You can point launch off like billboards or light poles, fire hydrants, water towers, all sorts of crazy shit. And it's just really, it feels really good. Like even from the get go, cause it's the first thing you do in the game, like at all, is web swinging. They yeah. have ingrained it so much to the point where it feels like the most important mechanic in the game. I not to not to interrupt, but that was the one, I, I played this at uh, E3, and I wasn't like madly in love with it because it's you know it's not my thing. But that was like the one thing that I did like love. It, I'm amazed at how natural they made it feel. I thought for yeah. sure there would be like some stupid control bullshit that you had to get through to make that work, but no, you just get to web like It's great. It's mm-hmm. the yep. first thing you do in the game, of course. Yes. So. No, yep. no unlocking your web slinging suit. Oh my god! Oh, due man. to your commander's ab- uh, commands. Oh, <laughs> uh, other M. Yeah, yeah, nothing uh, like that. Thankfully, the baby, Thank the baby. The baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue, Owens. Uh, no. So, yeah, we we've already said web swinging feels great. I, I feel like that has been just beaten into the ground <laughs> with right. the review period of this game. Is that this is the best web swinging ever? The combat is also very good, but also very familiar. It's not like breaking the conventions of a Spider-Man game or even just an open world action game in 2018 period. It's very Arkham like, and there are going to be some people that like that. And some people that think that, Oh, well this is boring and unoriginal. Why in the world would they copy Arkham's combat style? And the simple answer to that is that it freaking works. Yeah. It's great. It's kind I, of I, like, how would you have not made it the Arkham fighting style, given that everything Spider-Man does is like a read and react type of thing? Pretty much, yeah. You can like just uppercut people into the air, and 
you can web them up and throw them down and they stick to the ground in like a big like web explosion. Right. It's right. pretty nuts. Uh, I, I've been using the impact web. So you, you if you throw it at them and they're near a wall, it just like yep. immediately swishes them up against it. If, if, if you use like the basic web shooters and just like, you know, wrap them all up. And I think you get, I don't know if this is a skill or if you can just do it straight up, but you can like hold triangle and throw them around. And if they land on like a light pole, they like wrap up around the light pole. So like, like in the movies, <laughs> one of the Easter egg things in here, cause they remember like the very first demo of this that they showed and Spider-Man was like literally like saving people like as he's knocking them off buildings. Well, they yep. took that out, but they replaced it with like, there's like web bombs everywhere. So as he knocks somebody off an edge, like, even if you're high up on a building, like, it looks like the guy's just, like, getting thrown, like, off the building is going to die. But there's, like, a web somewhere that catches them. And, like, if you follow the person going down, they'll eventually get caught and brought up against the wall. Oh, like, see, I, I, t- I took that as, like, he as he was, like, punching them or whatever, that he, like, somehow stuck a web bomb to them. Yeah, something. I I have no idea how they did it or how they explained it, but no one dies in the game. Um, Even though, (laughs) yeah, suppose it's the same thing as with Arkham Knight, where you're shooting people with like bean bags at a hundred miles per hour (laughs) from a from a Gatling gun, (laughs) and you're like, oh, they're not dead. You said no. You said no one dies, and I thought about something, and I can't talk about it. Oh, 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 man, I can't talk. It's not really. A, it's not really a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, but yeah, combat is great. There's the the problem really that I had with the game is that it doesn't, and it's just like I said earlier, it doesn't really break the conventions of like an open world game. It's sort of the problem I have with Horizon Martin, where it doesn't really break those gameplay conventions right. that so many other games have done before, right? And done to death. So, like, like going and unlocking towers is, it's fun, but it doesn't, it feels like it could have used something a little more unique to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of, that was kind of a missed opportunity from them. But also just some of the skill tree unlocking, I feel like, again, has been done to death. Yep. So, so I had like I had a thought kind of along those lines the other day. I was actually thinking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I was kind of like debating, well, do I want to buy this or do I not want to buy this? And I found that like since I've stopped playing like games because I have to review them as much, I gravitate more towards smaller indie games that surprise me because I really like being surprised, and I'm kind of tired of like playing things that are just really done to death. But then I was thinking about Odyssey, and I thought, you know, like maybe it's okay to sometimes just like play things that are done to death and not be necessarily surprised. And so, I don't know, I was kind of thinking about that with Odyssey and Spider-Man, and, like, it sounds like it's a really good game, even if it isn't necessarily surprising. I mean, I maybe would have ignored that if I wasn't, like, reviewing it. Like, I have to put my reviewer goggles on and look at yeah. them kind of objectively. <laughs> just reviewer say, goggles. The professional gamer has logged on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the hunter of bullies has logged on. Has been- <laughs> um... Yeah, so I, I, but I have to put those goggles on and just kind of say, okay, well, I have to look at this objectively. Is it really doing anything completely innovative and never really seen before? And the answer is it does that for Spider-Man games, but it's not doing that for gaming as a whole. Mm-hmm. So 
that's kind of my take on it. And I've seen maybe not a whole lot of other people having that take, which is fine. You know, you're more than welcome to say that it's changing the game, but especially for licensed games, I feel like this is for sure. Yeah. Not really like the second coming of Arkham. I'm not going to go that far, but I think it is the best. It is really one of the best, probably the best licensed superhero games since Arkham City. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, unless you count Injustice as a fighting game in that discussion, which I, I don't know how. I. It's weird. That's weird. It's, a, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I, I, Injustice is kind of a weird technicality. Right. I think. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. That I, am I missing anything, Martin? I'm trying to remember if I'm, um, I'm thinking of anything. Because so I, I don't want. I don't want to go too deep because it does contain some spoilers and I really yeah. don't want to. So I'm do still in the early part of the game. So I'm not I, I mostly just wanted to talk about like playing as like Mary Jane and like moving from like her moving around and stuff too cuz it's not like you're just playing as her and just walking around like you're actually supposed to be doing like she's more like a detective doing detective work and stuff like that. Yeah, her um, uh, her character in this game is completely different than anything. I don't know if it's completely different than any other interpretation of the character ever, but it's definitely a different one than we've seen like in popular media in like since probably the Raimi movies. Have a lot of reviews talked about that? I I, I touched I touched on it a little bit. I have yeah. not seen. I mean, I don't read like a gajillion reviews, but I was not somehow not aware that you could play as Mary Jane. Oh yeah, no, that was that was revealed that pretty of... early on. And they oh, only... well, I mean, I haven't been following Spider Man. Yeah, they showed yeah. like a small clip of you playing as her, but I, I know what you're saying because I read a few reviews, and it's not like people mention that you can play as her, but they don't really talk about it. But like, there's like a whole thing where she's kind of doing the uh like she has her own version of like a detective vision and like you go and you, <laughs> and you do I, like 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 you can like push the same button where like spider-man spidey sense goes off like she has like her own like detective intuition as she's looking through things she's um, uh she's secretly a descendant of the assassin order basically that's <laughs> right. well, right. what he's getting at um, uh did I you thought, okay was yours in the was there was where you played that in the museum? Yeah, yeah. Because that could be that could be talked about. Because that's pretty early on. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to talk about. Like, there's like a moment where you're playing as Spider Man and you get an alert that there's this thing going on in the museum. And then as you're like going through, you find a camera and he's like, "That's definitely." And then Mary Jane pops up and like knocks a dude down who is behind him. And so then you work together as Spider Man and Mary Jane where he helps her through and like she tells him about the different things that she discovered while she's been like going through and that's when you play as her to kind of see what she learned and is telling Peter about um that she found. So it's like they like weaved it actually together so it doesn't just like randomly make you Mary Jane like it's actually a part of the story that Peter's hearing at the time in that moment at the very least. Um, yeah, and, and they're pretty few and far between and they don't last that long so that's maybe why no one's really talked about them because right. they they're very short by comparison right. to playing a spider-man which is good it breaks up the action a little bit mm-hmm. but they don't but it's very just kind of generic stealth gameplay like whatever I, it's nothing really to write home about i appreciated it because it was like 
So I already went through and opened all the radio towers um, because. Yeah, that's I know. My, Listen, that's my approach to every open world. Yeah, I, I do that too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I did the Breath of the Wild towers first. Yeah, <laughs> same. Big same. Yeah, like I, you got to get rid of the towers first so you just see everything. But once I did that, I was like, okay, I need to like take a break from just like beating up bad guys, like chasing them on the street and all that. And it was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm just going to now, instead of just being Spider-Man, now I'm like sneaking around. I'm like technically like there's a little bit of a puzzle that you're solving with her. Uh, and then it moves back to being a Spider-Man again. But it was like, oh, this was just long enough of a break. And then it also moves into um, like they have cutscenes with them together. And my man Pete just going, he, he just shooting all the shots in the world. Because in the game, it's like six months since they've been together. So, like, that's not, like, a, a mystery in, about the game. They're not actually together at all. They just happen to bump into each other. And my man Pete just throws out the, uh, you want to have dinner at Mark's? And she's like, like, nothing ever happened? Fine. But then she's like, yeah, fine. Whatever, man. I was like, they just out here shooting their shot, man. Shooting their shot. So, anyway, I'm interested. I'm invested in seeing what happens with this just because... I just want to see what goes on. Um, How many backpacks can be lost across the city? <laughs> like 50. It's like 55. Because <laughs> well, I them all. have so many backpacks? They because only cost Spider- 15 bucks, man. It's, it's well, because he's, well, because he's been Spider-Man for eight years. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a good amount of time. Like, that's, yeah, he, that's a lot of backpacks. Yeah, that's like six backpacks a year. That's, that high, school and, that's high school and college already covered. Exactly, exactly. So like you're already done. That that's the one thing I really appreciated about this game. It's like I know it was something that was revealed very early on when it was the PR blitz was happening. But like this is some more experienced Spider-Man. You're not playing as like 15 year old Peter Parker, who Uncle Ben just died or whatever. Like thank God, thank God. They they realized what Marvel realized when they did Spider-Man: Homecoming was that we've seen this origin story a billion and a half times. We don't need to see it again. And yeah, I really like the character of Spider-Man and Peter Parker in this game. Yuri Lowenthal in particular is fantastic. Yeah, his lo- yeah. his delivery is great. Yeah, and and he's you, funny. you would yeah, he's really funny. And you wouldn't think he was like a former Prince of Persia, or isn't he? Um, isn't he Sasuke in the Naruto dub? What? <laughs> Yuri think, Low- Lowenthal is a lot of people. He's a lot of things, but I think. He, <laughs> I think he's most known for being Sasuke. I thought he was also known for eating an orange. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That was uh, Krom. Yeah, he is Sasuke in the Naruto dub. He, he is sure also is. Marth in Super Smash Brothers. Oh. What? <laughs> oh, Marth. no. <laughs> no. No way. Marth from Fire Emblem. No, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you know he's, the, he's the English voice of Marth in Ultimate. No way. Yeah, that's what it says on his IMDb. Oh my god. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Marth voice. Oh man. <laughs> Marth voice. <laughs> but uh I think he I think he was also in some other shows like Big Ten or Ben Ten or whatever. But he was yeah, also he was. um was. in one of Martin's favorite games, The Order eighteen eighty six. Was he? He was Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that was a very small amount of time he spent doing that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I really and I like the character of MJ in this game. Like, she's not like a model or an actress or anything like that anymore. She's a investigative journalist. 
Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's weird to see that, but it's like, huh, this is kind of a welcome change. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, the so, whole, the whole, the, the, <laughs> it's the only part about the original Spider-Man movies I never liked was like, okay, all right, all right, like, we get it, we get it, she's an actress, she's just, like, got this thing where you gotta have, like, constant reassurance, because she's an actress, actors and all of them have that thing, but my God, watching a movie about this is not that great, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but I do enjoy, now that she's, like, a character who, like, actually has a little bit of agency and she's not like yep. just following along with Pete. She's more or less like, Pete, why'd you invite me here? <laughs> <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like, well, why did you put yourself in this dangerous situation? <laughs> right. Like, Idiot. It's great. It's great. It's a good back. I'm still uh, upset we didn't get the Shailene Woodley uh, version of Mary Jane Watson. I was I was I was ready, man. I was ready for it. But then they did all that weird stuff in Amazing Spider-Man too, and I was like, it's never gonna happen. It's just never oh, gonna man. happen. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, Sony to screw up the Spider-Man universe. Looking forward to Venom. Well, well, well Ven- <laughs> Venom. Gotta go hit him with the uh, Eminem soundtrack going. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think of who was uh, MJ. Was it Lauren Bailey? That's MJ? Uh, let's I think, see. Who I is think it MJ is. in Spider-Man? Spider-Man the video game features multiple actors, including Tara Platt and... Laura Bailey. Yeah, Laura Bailey. That's what I thought. I may have said Lauren. I apologize. But Laura Bailey is great. I almost said who is Canadian, but definitely not. And uh, I'll go, I'll yeah. go ahead. You can't claim everybody, Daniel. <laughs> I know there's a prominent voice actress that is Canadian, and I thought it was Laura Bailey. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Imagine. Oh, oh, and, and I think this is also a point that's been done to death, but uh, the game looks great. And if you're seriously looking around for puddles, you really need to like find other things to do. Like go to photo mode. Because like, go to that is mode. amazing. Every part I, of that is amazing. I only have one gripe about photo mode, and I talked about it before we went on the air. But like, photo mode is not locked to one button. You have to go into the pause menu to do it. Yeah, that is that is the annoying part. It's like I'm in the middle of this thing. Instead of just pushing the two buttons down or like hitting the middle button, now it's like, oh no! Like I actually have to pause. Go but it's to it. It, but to be fair, it's almost like they don't really have much more real estate to work with. When you yeah. when you play the game and learn the controls, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. They really don't have much else to work with. I, I, I still prefer dedicated finger gun button over photo mode button. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Spider Man is Spider Man is a is a lot of fun. Um but if you wanna move from fun to difficult, uh Daniel George, what have you been playing? Oh yeah! I, now I'm uh, following fucking <laughs> following the the Led Zeppelin, and now uh, a comedian is coming on stage. Oh man! Um, so I've been playing Divinity Originals into finally completed it. I had to push through on easy mode to get through to the narrative points of. Uh, just because it's a fucking 80 to 100 hour game and, you know, it's been more than a week since the release now, so, uh, and also easy mode's a new function, so I'm definitely reviewing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. easy. Right. You still have to know, 
not to set yourself on fire. But everything, everyone's health is way too low. It's a cakewalk. Because most of the changes are in the third act. Anyways, I've talked about Vinny Reynoldson too, way too many times. So I'm going to talk about a game I visited for the first time in a while. I've been playing the Darkest Dungeon, The Color of Madness. So um, Darkest Dungeon has come out with two kind of meaty expansions or downloadable content. I forgot that's what they call expansions these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's completely way more complex than when I first reviewed it from Kickstarter project to early access to full release at launch. Uh, because of I haven't played the previous uh, DLC, there's a bunch of added layers to playing Darkest Dungeon now than at launch. Like, for example, in uh, The Color of Madness, some sort of antediluvian horrors have crashed onto a farmstead outside the outside the manor and you have to send your party out to collect uh crystals crystal shards and gain some sort of uh inquiry as to what's going on the madness takes over farmer miller you have to kill him he sends a bunch of people but one of the big things about this uh color madness loop is that they now have an endless map where you pretty much go wave after wave, kill a bunch of enemies, take a brief respite, kill a bunch of bosses, and keep farming uh, crystals, and crystals you can take to the Trinket Nomad and get these overpowered trinkets and effectively expand upon your gameplay. Every one of these DLCs can be accessed after you already start a campaign, but starting a campaign from the beginning, which is what I did, and adding these new layers is like turning chess into 3D chess. Like, because in the previous DLC, you had uh, the Crimson Court, where you would go to this court and you would get infected by uh, bugs and stuff, and you would become afflicted with the Crimson Curse, and if you didn't drink blood after a while, you would have to either get massive debuffs, or even if you were left without blood, you may even die. You can contract it by hanging out at uh, regions that other players' characters are hanging out. So, for example, if you try to get uh, de-stress de- one of your units and they have the Crimson Blood and you go to one of the other places, let's just say within the tavern or the chapel, and you try to de-stress another unit, they could contract the Crimson Curse. You can also go to the bar and uh, to not have anyone there and still contract the Crimson Curse. And the only way to kind of cure it is to defeat a enemy that chases after you who knows that you have the Crimson Curse and uh, wants your blood and is fanatic about you. And that's at on top of just trying to do the Color of Madness stuff, or the Color of Darkness stuff, where you're trying to do endless waves of stuff. Because now you have to have... Not only do you have to have enough money to upgrade your troops to do to take on uh, more adventurous challenges, but now you also have to make sure you have enough blood to 
make sure that your bloodthirsty people are not going to die, and so that uh, you can also uh, get more and uh, more powerful upgrades. It's still very interesting. It's still got the the great narrator Wayne June speaking in his gravelly d- depth. It's very complex, and people die all the time, and I'm so frustrated. I'm sorry, I'm but it's like, like crack. I'm, I'm like a 12 year old. I, I laughed at gravelly depth. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. I just laughed at gravelly depth. I'm it's like funny word. Funny word. Uh, so, Darkest Dungeon is not a game for the faint of heart. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, sometimes Daniel, as you're explaining some of the things that you're doing in games, I'm just like, I just don't know if he's having fun with this. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know it's a it's a game that's been talked mm-hmm. about for years. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, just was- uh, giving an overview of what you do in the game and how. I find it rewarding to overcome the layers of challenges in the game. I'm finding more that games that have a core loop that expands upon itself and adds new layers is more rewarding than how look at me sail across a bunch of islands in an open world game that will be replaced with another version trying to extract every dollar from me <laughs> next year. It's true. It's true. Uh, I appreciate the shade towards uh, Sea of Thieves. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's like uh, Mad Men. I don't even think about Sea of Thieves. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, that is what we've been playing. But let's get into the news. Do, 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 do. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 cast was revealed this week. Um, was it with any kind of glowing anything? No, it was just on Twitter. Uh, and they put like some quotes next to people's names. Uh, but, uh, featuring some people that we already know, we got Dutch Vanderlyn, uh, who opened things up. Then you have the alcoholic Reverend Swanson, the free and open living Lenny Summers, the innocently naive Jack Marston, his recently scarred father, John Marston, as well as, you know, the characters that we already know, which is uh, Arthur Morgan, who is the main character you play as in the game. Right? Right? Yeah, it's Arthur Morgan. Yeah, yeah it's Arthur yeah. Morgan. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they just, I don't know. Rockstar is being really weird about the way that they are talking about this game, like, it really feels weird to me that there's not like an easy way to just see everything that you're going to do in the game. Like this, this slow rollout for a game that comes out in a month and a half, I understand. Um, but also like, I really don't, <clears throat> I guess, I guess if you're really invested in it, it, maybe it makes sense, but I don't understand kind of the rollout and what we're really supposed to be getting out of what's happening thus far, except being like, okay, these are the characters. Okay, this is the generic stuff that you're going to do in the game. Um, so I'm just waiting for like that big trailer that finally shows off like the fun things you do in the game. Because um, I, I haven't seen that yet. And I don't know, are, 
is anyone else kind of feeling the same way where I'm just like, or am I being crazy that I should just be liking this? So I have a couple of of theories on this. Uh, One of which is that Rockstar is being coy because they don't really want to show their entire hand. And they, they want, they want you to get the game and experience yourself instead of them telling you every single minor detail that's in it. It's that's in a game. That's huge. It's in a game that is gigantic. Exactly. Um, the other thing is that they know they're Rockstar and they know this game is going to do big numbers already. So they're like, we don't need to tell you anything because we know you're going to buy it. It could be some arrogance on their part. And I don't think that's it necessarily. I I think I'm just kind of spitballing that. Mm -hmm. But given the success of GTA Mm five, the fact that that game came out, what, five years ago? And it's still yeah. still probably the best selling game of the decade. Like, I feel like God. it has to be of all time at this point. All time? Probably. No, I think Tetris is still up there. Oh, te- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, mean, um, I know it's over a hundred million at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Grand, Grand Theft Auto Five is ninety five million and is third behind Minecraft one forty four million and Tetris one seventy million. Oh wow! Jesus. Okay, yeah. So it's it's the second best selling game of the decade then. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> but God, I just i I don't want to say that because I think that's very much assuming, and I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I I think they are just like not wanting to show their hand so that. People who get the game, and particularly people who really loved RDR1, aren't going into it completely saying, oh, well, this happened because I saw it in this trailer. You know what I mean? Like, they want you to go in and be just completely blind to everything that's that's going on in the game. So I can respect that to a degree. Yeah, after seeing what's going on with Spider-Man and Puddlegate, I don't blame them What one bit. Yeah, I don't either. They've never really shown, like, I remember they showed off a few gameplay trailers, like, uh, within the last two months leading up to Grand Theft Auto V. We had one trailer. They said, we'll give you another trailer about more of what you'll be doing in the future. Oh, are, it, you, are, are you ready for Puddlegate to happen with Cyberpunk? Because I sure am. Oh, oh so oh, bad. Boy. I'm so ready for that. They already said, like, this is not, like, oh, I cannot wait for bullets through walls to be a major complaint. Man. Man. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That just, like, randomly came into my brain. And no, I that's what to... I was thinking of in the back of my head when bringing up this point. Okay. Well, I, I, personally, I think that worrying about the guys on the internet who who, who think that much, like, Remember, we talked last time about this with Watch Dogs and how that was such a big deal. I mean, Watch Dogs went on to be the best-selling new IP that uh, at the time. And it its sequel is what suffered, not the actual game itself. Like, people still bought the game. And then, like, they weren't going off of screenshots. They were going off of what they were seeing in the game. So I feel like it'll be kind of the same thing. I, I don't think you can poison the well for... A Red Dead Redemption and The Witcher 3 had a huge downgrade and it and went on to be like a success anyway, even with like mixed reviews on the combat and how it looked and all that stuff. Um, so, like, I personally think that a lot of studios mention that because they don't want to he- hear bad press. 
but I don't actually think it really makes that much of a difference overall in terms of how people receive the game. Just the loud people that are on there. But I don't know. Like, I mostly said that just because I think it's kind of weird that Red Dead Redemption 2's, like, trailer output has mostly been like, here's some pretty scenery. Here's some more pretty scenery. And I love how... Gravelly voice. (laughs) (laughs) And I love love how they're like, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to show this traversal demo to uh, GameStop people. And then the GameStop people get bored by it. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you showed a traversal demo. (laughs) I I wasn't going to mention that. But, yeah, I listened to some, like, GameStop people who were like, or GameStop people, and they were like, yeah, the things that I played from that game. uh... (laughs) Well, no, I don't even think they played it. I think they just, like, were watching a video. I think that's what the story was, is that they were watching a video and it was yeah. nothing but traversal and apparently they thought it was boring as hell. Yeah, yeah, it it did not it did not take. It did not take with them. Um but I I don't know. I feel I'm just waiting for the heist trailer. We know heists are in the game. Just show it already. I don't really care who the people are. No one was out here like fiend to learn more about whatever the main character's name Michael in GTA 5, like, we weren't really here for that. I was on board with GTA 5 the moment they were like, yeah, and let's talk about heists. And they showed you planning a heist, executing the heist from three different vantage points. I was like, I'm in on that. That's what I was in for. For this, I'm more or less like, yeah, I mean, okay. I'm waiting for, like, the big reveal of what this game is actually about. Because uh, if it's just you as a person in the Wild West, uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm really feeling that as much. Can't wait for the surprise battle royale mode. <laughs> Can't wait. That's that's the big hold off. It's like launch day. They're just going to reveal battle royale. Something. Something. I guarantee you that's going to happen. That's going to be hilarious too. <laughs> um. Next story, Overwatch has hit the Humble Monthly bundle for October. Um, so, as always, Humble Monthly is a price for $12, in which, um, how many games do you get a month now? They redid this, didn't they, like, sometime it's like, recently? It's anywhere from, like, like seven to nine-ish. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't remember if it's, like, a set number, but I know it's, like, somewhere within, like, it's more than five for sure. It's 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 somewhere between nine and maybe seven to twelve. Okay, yeah. We'll I am that. an active subscriber. I always have to check every few months what games I have. I am I am also a subscriber. So uh, yeah, like I just saw it because of the story, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Let me check what I've got going. Oh, pick these three games or Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider. All right. Yeah, that, I did the same thing. <laughs> Because I'd like a, a benchmarking game rather than uh, was it Tales of Mysteria, Staxel, and uh, Sniper Elite were the other three that you can pick from this month. Interesting. But, uh, Overwatch being there is a really good timing. Personally, mm-hmm. it's not the first time like a Battle.net game has been on there. Destiny Two was on the bundle for June of this past year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Overwatch being there makes sense. Uh, the league is expanding. Uh, Overwatch World Cup is starting to get going now. What are two of the teams that are coming to the Overwatch League? Is, is one of them Canada? One of them is Toronto. 
One of them is Vancouver. Toronto, Kansas? Look at that. Look at them coming up. And uh, Vancouver where? I, I can't. Washington? <laughs> I, I, uh, I'd... I'd, I'd I would say it's Vancouver, Canada. It's probably Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, probably. Oregon. <laughs> is it Washington or Oregon that has a Vancouver? Uh, that's a good question, actually. That is a great question, because I do not know. It is Vancouver, Washington. Okay. <laughs> so, no, I'm referring to the Canadian teams, and that's the Canadian fact of the day. Anyways. <laughs> Rip in peace. Um, so yeah, so Overwatch hits humble month, humble monthly bundle. Check it out, people. Yeah. If you have the humble monthly bundle, and if you don't Fair. have the humble monthly bundle, you should check it out. They are owned you by should. IGN now. You should, yeah. And uh, they give money to good causes every month. I think this month or the October bundle is for Make a Wish, and like you get some good stuff, like particularly like indie games that you want to check out, but you don't really have the money for, and then suddenly, oh, I'm subscribed to Humble Monthly, and I got it randomly. Like, that's happened to me several times. Like, this month was uh, Battleship Brigade, which mm-hmm. is a game that I really wanted to check out, but I just completely forgot about it, and then yesterday I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, I got Battleship Brigade. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, Laser League Laser League's another one that I got uh, a few months ago. It's great. Yeah. I, I, I dig that game a lot. Yeah, we should definitely play so that we can a double the server population. <laughs> Goodness, I'm trying to think of some other some other good examples. Cookserve Delicious too. Uh oh, oh, the surge. The surge was another one that was from last month in August. Yeah, I, I had been eyeing that game for a while, and I just was like, oh, I probably will get it eventually when it's dirt cheap. But then I end up with it in the monthly bundle. Kerbal Space Program and Runer. Oh, Ruiner, yeah, that's another one. Uh, Mankind Divided, I got on PC. I already had it on PS4, but I'll play it on PC. Mafia 3, just for shits and gigs. Yeah, why not? Shits and gigs. Dark Souls 3. For shiggles. Dark Souls 3 and DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that one. And uh, uh, ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> yeah, ukulele. But yeah, uh, and, Humble and And Snick Piss. Snick, snick Piss. Snick Piss. God's slack jokes are infiltrating <laughs> yeah. the podcast. Uh, but Humble, Humble Monthly is seriously great. You check this out. Humble's good people. That they even are. If even if they're owned by IGN. They're good yeah, people. I was going to say, like, the IGN stink hasn't... It hasn't... Davis. It yeah. hasn't, per, hasn't permeated through the Humble Bumble yet. Which it hasn't is good. plagiarized over... Oh. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, wish I, was, I wish I was here to talk about that. Right. Oh, I I made a explicit reference to uh, asking Martin: Is it either a sentence or b sentence? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, speaking of things that may have been inspired by others, um, Call of Duty Black Ops Four Blackout Mode. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, they, not even remotely. We have been on the lookout for what is blackout. What is Call of Duty's blackout mode? What does it actually do? And finally, a are. new battle royale game. And finally, finally. another battle royale game. Um, is this not- the one by Dice? Is this the one by Housemark? No, it's the one by our fans over at Treyarch. Um, 
It's a good but, one. <laughs> so, it, not only is it a battle royale game, it is effectively a sixty dollar battle royale game. Yes. Think about yes. that. There's no camp. Reminder: there is no campaign in Black Ops Four. None. There's, but there's still multiplayer. There's still multiplayer outside of the both zombies. Uh, there's zombies. It depends on how you feel about zombies, since it is kind of a story thing that they do. It, it's not. Now. It's not. It's not the same. It, there is, but it's not really the same as a campaign. Correct. It's kind of a bummer because I actually liked World War II's campaign. World War, oh. As a reminder, I did review this ga- the for a previous game for some reason. <laughs> for some uh, reason, I'm trying to think. I think the last really good campaign I played was uh, Black Ops Two. Um. Well, the World War Two. Like they 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 hired the duo Hummels of the world, <laughs> and uh, they like it was an interesting because you would have to hope that your dudes would resupply you with their stuff. Like, oh no, Sobel died not because or you know died quote unquote aka incapacitated. He had my ammo reloads. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm, uh, I, I'm watching CBS. I, I this is so random. Why are they bringing back Magnum PI? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they, they, they brought back a Hawaii Five O, and apparently that's actually a good show. But like, why are they bringing back Magnum PI? <laughs> Hawaii Five O was good until it became a subway ad. Oh man! Uh, like Chuck. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Every show was infected by the subway bug. Uh, well, they were the only ones paying for daytime TV, or or or, or the I'm, not daytime network uh, TV, network TV, prime time network TV. Yeah, synergy. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm sorry that, that integration that threw me for a loop. My uh, <laughs> threw me completely for a loop. I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, we're we're talking about blackouts. So <laughs> so blackout is like taking elements from other old school Black Ops maps and like throwing them into this even bigger map. So like right. Nuketown is there, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, what was it? The, uh, I can't remember the name of the map, but it's like that big mansion. Uh, what a mansion. What a mansion. Uh, it's, I can't remember. The, the estates? Name of the map. Yeah, I think it's that one. Well, um, that- yeah, Nuketown's an island, right? I think think so yeah okay, so i'm looking at the map it looks like an inverse version of the oh i can't remember the PUBG desert maps name <laughs> but that one i've actually been craving to get back into PUBG. i don't know why i i i am okay with, i'll be one uh... of the 50 million people that have got it within since december Okay, here we go. I forgot Here's... it's a dead game, though. I, I dropped the map in the Discord. So, Newtown yeah. is an island. There's states. Hydro Dam. The idea of one river running through 40% of the map and then forking is interesting. Having one side of the map being open to water is also interesting. I I am interested in this if only I can play it for free. So, like a beta. <laughs> I, I will play a be- uh, open beta of this for sure, but as far as paying sixty dollars, I just 
That's all big ass. Well, the the problem for me is these battle royale games like uh, PUBG, Fortnite, which is coming up on its one year anniversary. I think on the twenty sixth. That's just crazy. One year, um, one hundred and fifty million players. Interesting. Uh, like they're, they're built and they're saying we're building these games to be five ever. Yeah, which which is smart. It's and you know what's not smart. Well, it's <laughs> it's not making a core Call of Duty branded blo- battle royale game. Just make Blackout free to play. That's I don't. What, that's what Fortnite did. That's what Fortnite did. It's exactly what they did. Blackout- well, they're also like, oh, our uh, PVE is terrible, and we see one of our partners doing well with battle royale. Let's just abandon everything and do that. No, and by that you mean twenty five of their total team went to do it, and then it no. turned into oh my god. Here's an here's an idea, right? Put campaign back in the Black Ops Four and just package it multiplayer and zombies together for sixty dollars. People will buy that shit because people like Black Ops. But you can make Blackout free to play mm-hmm. as a separate entity, and it you would probably make double your money. But the thing is, Call of Duty is already a free-to-play game to pay the $100 for. It's just, but pe- people are going to buy Blackout, so we just need to, like, regardless of... Yeah, so why make it, it free? Because it's, they, like you were saying, Fortnite, PUBG, all these other things are everlasting entities. Um, and to be fair, PUBG wasn't free-to-play either. It's it a thirty dollar. It was a thirty dollar early access game. That and which it's was still ridiculous. Oh, is it say, still like thirty? Okay. Let's say it's still thirty. Okay. I didn't know the price. Uh, it just hit one point oh technically on the uh, the Xbox, and it yeah. is. Uh, I don't know what version it is on. The, I don't. I don't even know if it fully released yet. It's uh, definitely <laughs> fully released. They're in. They're in the. They finally adding a training mode this month. They have three maps. A fourth one's coming out this year. The Xbox One version just launched 1.0, even though it doesn't have the Sandhawk map. That's supposed to come this year. It's <laughs> supposed to come this year. Um, so let's talk oh. about a little bit of the uh, Blackout details, though. So Blackout will support a max player count of 80, which is larger than Battlefield Five Firestorm mode 64, but smaller than the 100 that is Fortnite and PUBG. Um, some people have made a big deal about the fact that you should have it be 100. I don't necessarily think you really need to do that. Um, just because the way that people kind of play Fortnite um, that I've seen is like it's a big mix. Like it's not like everyone's going into 50v50 with like the idea I'm going to be the last one st- or I'm, we're going to be the last team standing or even going in one versus 100. Um, but. I do see a lot of people playing in teams and groups. And I think as long as you have enough teams and groups going around that it's not like over really quickly, but that you still get a lot of time, I think 80 could work, especially with the speed of play that Call of Duty usually goes at. Um, that is usually pretty breakneck. I think that could, I think it could work. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I think, especially with, again, how fast COD is and how much reflex is really required in that game. Right. I think a faster battle royale would be interesting, probably be more interesting to watch 
Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not, I'm, this isn't me saying that Blackout is going to overtake Fortnite in terms of like viewership, but I, I think it would at least be an interesting alternative. Yeah. As far as if you really like watching Battle Royale games, then this would be probably something to keep an eye out well, on. Well, just like f- planes in Battle Royale alone, flight yeah, vehicles. <laughs> yeah. That's going to make an interesting dynamic. I just I just can never wrap my head around building stuff in Fortnite. It's maybe not it, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm dumb. I don't know. I it's just not like wrap people my head around actually that. build stuff though. They really build towers of stairs. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. I'm just like I, I don't get this. Like there's whatever. new meta. There is actually meta now in the uh, building. Like there's certain structures you can build that you can kill uh, create kill windows from. Uh, yeah, they, pretty they, much they, building they, stairs and walls around prevents you from falling to your death if you yeah. don't have stairs underneath. Yeah, yeah. But I what mean, gets me is just dragging a a mouse button on the side and like clicking everything and just th- shaking your head like a madman. Be like, just build lol, and then you're safe. I don't like that. I mean, it's it, you're not safe though because you can always get shot through the wall. Um, it's it, it. I don't know. It it'll be interesting if there's anything in this new blackout mode that resembles like um, any kind of like effects to save yourself in any kind of way. So like obviously in I don't know maybe PUBG is different. Obviously in Fortnite you can build things. Uh, and hide behind things in uh, the new Storm Storm Divers game from Housemark. They're pushing like you have like specialists with the different abilities, and I think in Black Ops Four they even have like different character types you can play as. So it'll be very interesting to see how all of those things actually come together um, for this Blackout Black Battle Royale mode. So yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll actually be successful um, outside of the fact that Call of Duty seems to always be successful. Um, but I guess it'll be interesting to see how it actually grows once players get a hand on it and actually can send feedback about it. Oh, I, I think it will be. I, I, I think this will be, it won't be massive as big as Fortnite, but I think it will be, it will be what Activision would call a success. Right. In, right. in spite of the general public saying, oh, Battle Royale, that's gross. Or the general gaming public saying, ew, Battle Royale, that's gross. It's how, been done to death. How many iterations will it take until we get Call of Duty Battle Royale Chronicles? Uh, Probably three. <laughs> there were plenty Zombie Chronicles. Probably at least, games in the Zombie Chronicles. At, at least three. Right in the middle yeah. of the death bell, of the curve of the bell. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now, how's Marquis doing a battle royale is kind of wild to me still. Yeah, I mean... I, I wouldn't have thought of them as a dev well, that could do that. But all the power to them. And, they got, they're, and they're, they're still using some of their patented stuff that they got going out in there. Uh, I saw some of the same effects that I've been seeing since they made... Um, what was that game? Rezo Gun. Like some of yeah. the same like breakup pixel effects they've got in there. Uh, they have in their battle royale game. So I I'm more interested in seeing what theirs is going to be overall with all the different character abilities. 
but I'm also I I'm mostly just in to see which one of these things can actually grow after it launches. Um, obviously, Call of Duty will have a big base of people who love zombies and other things about Black Ops that will make Blackout a thing people want to play. I'm just more or less curious, like, what is it going to turn into? I'm very curious to see if, like, DICE's rendition catches on with people, um, considering there's already an existing game that is the realist, more realistic version of Battle Royale, and now you have a Call of Duty fast Twitch version. You have a... And now you have the DICE version, which is, like, the, you know... Well, well, I'll say this about Dice. I think they have more uh, bigger fish to fry at the moment than uh, a battle royale mode that wasn't going to be ready at launch anyway. Yeah, for I sure. I think, uh, especially from from what I've understood about the open beta that's going on, uh, they they have some bigger fish to fry. I think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like from initial impressions I've heard from other people as well that people are liking it very much. But I don't know how much of that is like we just played this two years ago. <laughs> well, let, it well let's well, it's like hey let's uh well part of it we talked because uh, i think the last time i was on the podcast we were talking about the siege stuff and how they were uh censoring text chat or whatever right well dice has gone a step further and said no you can't talk about uh dlc you can't even like type the word dlc at all wow oh <laughs> so like calling it B- battlefield one dlc i guess uh, because apparently they've uh, they've tagged the letters DLC like as it is traditionally stylized, and also there are a couple of other things that they've tagged that are a little questionable. But uh, yeah, Battlefield Five is just an absolute shit show, and uh, it, it's not a good look for EA. It's really not a good look for Dice, especially two years in a row right now with well, between Battlefront Two and yeah. now. That- and Battlefield, and the thing is, Battlefield One was a great game. Yeah, Battlefield yeah. One was fantastic. But now it's like, oh man, you've you've really fallen off two years later, and yeah. you don't have. And this time, you don't really have Titanfall to save you. <laughs> from oh my god! And now Anthem's going to come out in February, and God only knows how that's going to be. That game is not coming out in February. I, I'm almost certain it's not going to either. I, I the, I'm more and more convinced that they have an assortment of different things to show, but they don't have a killer thing to show, and that's why they won't show anything anymore. Like the first well, thing that they showed off in that that uh, that gameplay segment was like, I thought all of that was cool, but like if that's the only thing that they're going to show, like man. I wouldn't buy a game for that, so, for what that was. I'm just curious of what Anthem is at this point. Uh, not what it is, but like what the actual loop is in terms of how they expect you to go out. Like They've explained a lot, but I just kind of want to see it now. It's, it's just Bioware Destiny. That, that is the impression I've gotten, and... But that's I'm a good destiny for me because destiny's whole problem is playing through it is like, oh my god, is this really what someone wrote? Bioware uh, <laughs> destiny is the monkey paw destiny. Yep, it's the monkey paw destiny. I don't know what that means. What is monkey paw? What, is, what does that mean? Well, monkey paw is like I wish destiny had. It's like- 
the three wishes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the tale of the monkey paw. That's and they're, they're kind of like the monkey paw wishes are the genie trying to screw you over wishes. Yep. I guess. Yep, we'll yep, see. yep. And I, and I want to follow up like, my whole thing with Battlefield 5. My whole problem with Battlefield 5 is that the gameplay just has, has not looked impressive at all. It has nothing to do with like women being in the game or anything like that. I, I don't care, personally. Right. <laughs> I, I really just do not care at all. But it was glad. the game... It was that gameplay and that initial quote-unquote gameplay reveal that really just did not sit well with me. Because I'm like, this is a lot of fake bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. That well, was that was the original Puddle Gate. Was <laughs> Battlefield Five? I don't. I don't really see it. Like other than the, the 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 field trailer, which was a cinematic trailer, which is standard. Yeah, but no, they tried to paint it as real gameplay. I, did they, or yes, did they people did. just say, "Is this real gameplay?" And then they're they put, not. They put like a UI and a HUD and everything over that shit. They tried to paint that as real gameplay. Oh, that yeah, yeah, they did, and that was when I was like, "Nope, I'm just because this is gonna look ten times worse at releases." I it? looked, I played Grand Operations in uh, the Norway map, and it felt great. That you can watch on Twitch on Twitch TV right now on this Saturday in which we're recording. <laughs> Hack into our comms <laughs> so that you can watch uh, uh, everyone from Shroud to. Lyric playing Battlefield Five against their will, but for their, their wallet, <laughs> but for their wallet, being held at gunpoint in a dark room, having to stream on Twitch. Oh, that sounds awful. It's a metaphorical gunpoint, but sure, okay. Yeah. But yeah, Battlefield Five, man. Wow. Wow! 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 Wowie! Wow! Wow. Speaking wow. of wow. Speaking of wow. What's going to uh, be at TGS 2018, Martin? <laughs> well, so um, it's very difficult to see. It'll be Death Stranding, but will it be actually Death Stranding or will it be what we all think is Death Stranding, which is anything? They could show anything <laughs> and say it's Death Stranding it's and just, I would be in for it. <laughs> it's just the Norman Reedus walking simulator. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like, literally at this point, they they have shown so many different things about this game. Like, they could, every time they show it, there's a new actor in it. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they're yep. talking to Norman Reedus. Uh, so- I think everyone who signed the wall in their studio has been scanned into the game. I'm waiting for Shuhei Yoshida to show up in the game. And just I'm pretty <laughs> sure this... Conan O'Brien signed the wall. Oh my god, please. <laughs> Give me a Conan O'Brien cameo. <laughs> Useless gamer, but he's in the game. I'm, or looking, I'm looking forward to uh, Jeff Keighley appearing in the game. Um, all of his efforts <laughs> to make sure we know about it paying off finally. With uh, <laughs> a different voice actor. <laughs> Jeff Keighley's cold and motionless stare played by a different voice actor. <laughs> I can see it. I'm looking forward to shirtless Spider-Man showing up in the game. Uh, also, like, <laughs> like, oh, like at this point, I am just, they could show me anything and I would say it's Death Stranding. All right. That makes sense. I, no one know, no one still knows what this is. There's some ghost things. There's Norman Reedus carrying fetuses. 
and funky fetuses. The, fu- the funkiest <laughs> the of funkiest all, fe- all fetuses. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is directing monsters in there. Um, you know, I mean, there's just things happening in this movie or this game. <laughs> this <It> movie, is- <laughs> 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 I'm gonna movie, we've laugh. watched enough of a movie of it with all these different scenes now. It's um if you've played any Metal Gear Solid game, you know we've not seen enough to qualify it as a movie. <laughs> not nearly enough existential monologues. Isn't there an real... hour long scene of just cutscenes in MGS four? Like just I would movie? not be surprised if it's forty five to fifty five minutes. Yeah. That sounds about right. And it would be in the oh. starting around the microwave hallway. Or before oh, the microwave hallway. In four, Either four way, was the worst for it. Way far the worst. I am looking forward to listening to Hideo Kojima and other voice actors talk about uh, Death Stranding, and I hope that someone asked them. So, did is you Spider Man like Death Stranding? <laughs> and he just says yes because everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, in other news, there are natural disasters happening uh, over in Japan. Oh. So we uh, did not get a Nintendo Direct this week as they were preparing for, was it a typhoon or? No, it was just an earthquake. An earthquake, earthquake in Hokkaido. Yep, 6.7, and it caused massive mudslides of damage. And it's, looking at the photos from that, it, it is, it's incredible to see what nature can do but it's also scary as fuck to see yeah. what nature can do uh, so obviously yeah um hurting for anyone affected by that yeah I mean, it's pro- um... probably not listening to this podcast but <laughs> or a probably not really into games and b you probably have better things to do <laughs> given your situation. Right. I try I'm sorry, right. I'm horrible at like with delicate situations. It's okay. Um I mean, thus far they are even after the six point seven magnitude earthquake, I mean they've had mudslides and things as you said. Um I think thus far they've reported somewhere around thirty are reported dead, nine have been reported missing, and I'm sure that number for the missing and things like that will hopefully not go too much further up but um it's generally how this goes in big natural disasters um it is very sad um and nintendo as appropriate decided to postpone until uh, a later date and they have not stated what that date will be um but as a result of this natural disaster and the nintendo direct getting pushed back we actually got a lot of random news throughout this week um, with relation to game announcements that wouldn't have happened out or would have happened during the Nintendo Direct. Um, so one of them was Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition, um, which yeah. is the HD version of the iOS game that was the <laughs> chibi version of Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> yeah, so- it was... So how this happened was uh, it, it got accidentally listed on uh, I think it was the European PSN or the UK PSN one of them. Right. Uh, it got accidentally listed and basically everybody knew it was happening. There was somebody on a Smash Brothers board that also 
people saying, yeah, Final Fantasy Pocket Edition HD is real. It's coming to the Switch too. And then they went off a whole bunch of Smash Brothers stuff. But that was kind of like, okay, I could probably actually see that being real. And turns out it is. Uh, Switch <laughs> doesn't have a release date yet. But PS4 and Xbox One, I imagine. I think they gave a date for those. If yeah, I'm not they're, uh, it's, uh, it's out today. So oh, wow. Day. So the oh. chibi versions are out. If, you, nice. if you're into the Final Fantasy 15s, but you want the chibi version of them, you got this right now. It is 30 bucks, I think, um, which is a lot for an iOS game that's just been up But that is a conversation <laughs> for another day. It's, um, it's also the same. I think it's around the same price or at least the sale price of the regular game. So. Yeah, yeah. The you just got the you can get the fully fledged HD 4K version of that for twenty dollars on sale right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the other surprise that was that came up was Mega Man 11 just has a demo out um, that was supposed to be likely announced on the Switch uh, direct, but unfortunately with the delay, it just got in out now on Twitter. Yeah. When was that email? It was 7.09 on Thursday, an hour after. Yep. <laughs> Which was like, huh, okay. I guess they were just going to do it anyway. Right, right. Um, and then the uh, 2K Games announced Civilization VI is coming to Switch on November 16th. Okay, so uh, that was... So I, I should also kind of interject here. That was more of a leak because I think they scheduled the post on the Civ website to go up after the Direct. Mm-hmm. And didn't catch it, so it went up. So it, it's legit. It's a thing. It just then they took the site down. <laughs> right. So <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if they're waiting, just going to republish it after the direct. But Civ Six is coming to Switch, and that is a pretty big get. Yeah, I yeah. would think because I don't has a Civ game ever been on Nintendo system ever. Uh... I'm not. I'm thinking life. Star Warcraft '64. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm about to look because I. That would be How many game. Civ games have been on consoles? Uh that's a good question. Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution was on the Nintendo DS. Was on the Wii. Okay. <laughs> Probably. That sounds about right. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. Four X games. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, no, Civ Six is a it's a pretty big announcement. That that was definitely something you would announce at the direct, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So so uh, that that's a big that's coming out in November, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's that's November. an interesting port. But but my, my whole take from my non disaster take from this direct being canceled, actually, uh, Joe Merrick who runs Cerebi, had an interesting point was that Nintendo normally doesn't cancel directs for stuff like that. In fact, they've done directs in the past, even with stuff like that happening. But it could be that there was something in the direct that would maybe appear as insensitive to the earthquake situation. And it's gotten a lot of people thinking that, oh man, were they really going to just reveal Isaac straight up? Because he has earth powers and golden sun. Oh, that causes, that causes earthquakes. Yeah, I was I like, had a way darker answer. <laughs> <laughs> a certain Wii game that was launched in Japan 
got a translation in Europe and never made it to North America. Disaster oh. Day of Crisis. Oh my god. No, that's way too niche. That is yes, super but I'm saying niche. that would be the worst thing to re- to release on. Oh, oh for sure, for sure. But if we're talking more realistically, it it would probably be that Isaac from Golden Sun is in Smash Brothers, and he has earthquake based moveset. So you didn't want to come off as insensitive to the people who are obviously hurting from. I think that's way less earthquake. realistic because that would mean Nintendo acknowledging Golden Sun. <laughs> At least Camelot still gets work, man. At least Camelot still gets work. It's the moral victories. It's the moral victories. But uh, that that's my theory. It's not just a theory. It's... Oh, God. It, it's an Owens theory, which means it's probably not true. And you it's probably like I thought you were saying it's a game theory. Well, no, I, I that was the joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an Owens theory, which means take it with a grain of salt. But I... That's actually something I'm thinking is pretty likely. Because the uh, the guy who was talking about Hocket Edition also mentioned that Isaac and Incineroar were both in the same trailer. Or, or were in different trailers. Sorry. Hmm. Which Incineroar is also a pretty realistic choice right now. It's looking yeah. pretty likely. So, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I, I had to get on my Smash soapbox for a second. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't here for the, the K rule reveal, so... <laughs> yeah, I had to um, kind of... Not even really come close to the excitement. Yeah, you had, you had to carry the beacon, and you were admirable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Nintendo, though, um, I just want to because we've been going for a while here. We don't we don't need to do too much more. Um, but multiple Switch games, including Pokemon Splatoon and Dark Souls, do not support cloud saves, and Nintendo has responded to this fact. Um, so it looks like Nintendo is restricting cloud save backups because of the following statement. The vast majority of Nintendo Switch games will support save data cloud backup. However, in certain games, this feature would make it possible to, for example, regain items that had been traded to other players or revert to a higher online multiplayer ranking that had been lost. To ensure fair play, save data cloud backup may not be enabled for such games. To ensure that save data cloud backups cannot be used to unfairly affect online multiplayer rankings, the feature will not be enabled in Splatoon 2. So, um, all of that being said, uh, I don't, I guess I am very curious what they think is going to happen here. Because, like, from my experience with cloud backups, um, it just overwrites automatically. Like you can't really choose to just create a second cloud backup, um, like without conscious consciously doing so. In fact, I've never heard of this being a problem on the other platforms. Uh, am I missing something? Are they? No, uh, no it's it's not a problem on any other platform. It's that <laughs> Nintendo is just being Nintendo. Like I literally had never thought of being like, hey man. I made all this progress in Splatoon 2 today. Let me make sure I got that extra cloud save back up so I can't trade anything anymore. I, or I, I get that item back that I traded. And I'm just like, I don't think it works that way. I, I'm pretty sure if you do cloud saves right, they can't do that. Like, they would have to create a separate 
save overall that then gets associated with that like with the get that game for them um because like when you do um like i guess you could technically do it because say you play a game like final fantasy 15 um and you have multiple save files that can happen but like a game like splatoon 2 or call of duty or things like that like you get one player and you play as that person and you can't go back to anything else am i right here am i i I can't be missing something am i (laughs) no but nintendo is (laughs) like i'm just trying to figure out how they expect that you can have like your player or like um like nba 2k19 right like you choose my career you're playing through my career you get a save for your my career if your my career goes through and makes any transaction that is recorded with 2k you can't just get that back like you can't just take progress and leave it someplace um and you can't start a new game or a second save because it makes you start completely over if you want to make a second save you can't do it it's they specifically stop this so i don't know Anyway, Nintendo is weird, and that is from Game Informer by Imran Khan. Uh, he has shared this this original story, which showcased that this is a warning on Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, as well as Splatoon 2, Dark Souls Remastered, Dead Cells, FIFA 19, and NBA 2K19. And see, what makes this worse is that it's, that it's tied into Nintendo's online service which uh, you pay money for and also making- it's the only way to get cloud saves is to pay money for them exactly <laughs> which makes this so bizarre and weird and again it's not a problem on any other platform that has it you know yeah you pay for it on psn but you don't really have a problem with it so <sighs> i i don't yeah. i don't really get it i really don't and it's disappointing for sure um Especially with Pokemon, that considering that game is going to be pretty dumbed down from mm-hmm. normal competitive Pokemon. Like uh, I, we talked again, I talked about this before we went on the air, but uh, yeah, considering that, it's like why are you worried about people cheating in a really dumbed down Pokemon game? Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't really get that. I don't really know, man. I don't really know. Um, and I mean, (laughs) they, they are doing some weird stuff there. And then also valve and their whole, we don't think we need voice or, 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 or chat moderation, uh, that they decided to put out there. Um, those are like the two thick big, like these are two really big brain dead stories, um, where it's just kind of like, I don't know, guys, have you been paying attention to video games for the last five years? I feel like you might have missed the boat on something um, because um, and I think it's artifact that it is that they're no like they're not going to have voice chat moderation. Um, but essentially, they were like, we expect the community will take care of themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, is- see, uh, that's not exactly the best idea. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the exact verbiage um, that's in here. Uh, So from the lovely Rebecca, who had to step out so she could not read this herself. But she was writing about um, 
multiple things about this. Like mentioned earlier, the game is going to not have any way to earn cards in the game for artifacts, but you will need to buy them, uh, which is, I don't, I'll let her come back and explain a bit more of what she got out of this interview. Um, Then, uh, by the way, it has this killer quote, it's not pay to win, it's pay to participate. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about, if we're talking about artifact, that sounds about right. Sure does. Uh, so outside in, of that, <laughs> in any other real life card game ever, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. So they also say the game will feature live chat that allows players to communicate with one another during a match, even strangers. Um, Rebecca asked how that chat and the community in general would be moderated to discourage bas- bad behavior, but neither Barnett nor Garfield, two developers on the game. Um, could offer any specific ideas of tools that would help someone avoid a random internet stranger hurling insults at them during an artifact match. Well, at- what I'll say to that is that there are, there should, A, there should be a report button, 100%, that just ends the match and you know, takes them to a mod or whatever. But I don't, do I think it should be automated? It's kind of, it's a little dicey. Like, I feel the same way that I did about the whole siege thing, which is like, it's kind of weird and a little scary that mm-hmm. we don't have enough people, like enough manpower to be able to discern c- certain situations. You know what I mean? Right. So, but most games and a lot of people aren't thinking that, oh yeah, report buttons do exist. Like, mm-hmm. mute. You, the chat does exist. Like these, there are tools already in place. You just have to use them. I guess the question is, because um, I know in some games, even when they don't have chat, they have the uh, quick chat functions. Yeah, um, and you got to turn those off too. And I guess for me, it's kind of like generally, um, like it's a big reason why I just don't play online, like a lot of online multiplayer without like friends. Because it's more or less like, I don't feel like going through the, like, every time you turn on a, uh, every time you try to go into, like, a team-based game, and then you're playing with, like, random people, and then there's always somebody who's, like, half snoring, half breathing into the mic. (laughs) There's there's always somebody, there's always some kid whose voice is, like, five decibels louder than you ever remember yours being. There's always like, a du- there's always the dude who's like blasting probably the new M album or the new Kanye track from his speakers, right? And you're just like, dude, I've already heard the song like ten times today. I really don't need to hear it again, right? But, no, that's why I that's why I whenever I go to Overwatch because that's mainly the really the only online game I play pretty consistently. I just mm-hmm. turn general voice chat a huff, and I use Discord. Yeah, that's what I do. I can't tell you. My friend tells me all the time of the nightmare of playing with people on Overwatch. Like, because he plays pretty consistently. And he's just like, you know, it's just ridiculous. Like, you see these guys, they're like really high level. They're playing with lower level people. And they're acting like they're doing something. And they're just yelling at everybody. Like, nobody wants to be, nobody wants to play with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. That's why they're like toxic player compilation on YouTube. Yeah, by by the uh, handfuls on Overwatch. Um. So their thought on this at Valve, um, from the developer, uh, his name's Barnett, but let me get the full name for him. 
uh, Jeep Barnett, who is a programmer on Artifact, Artifact, he has said, psychologically, we find people misbehave when there is somebody else to observe them misbehaving. When it's a one-on-one game, what is my motivation for saying something awful? But when you're in a game with a bunch of other people and you say something, a bunch of other people laugh at you, so something happened. We tend to see people behave very differently in one-on-one situations. I guess for me, I'm kind of missing, like, can you not stream this game, Artifact? Because, like, I feel like that's, like, a thing, too, where people will put on their whatever facade or their 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 Twitch face, if you want to call it that, and they'll be that personality while they're, like, playing this one-on-one game while they're playing against somebody. I don't know. This whole thing is weird. I don't understand why you wouldn't have a report button or at the very least have, like, some small metric of, like, these are words we don't tolerate that people can can easily research or look at. I don't know. feels like you could do something. Um, but anyway, um, that, that, I, th- that's mostly what I want to cover. There's like other big controversies and, uh, and things like that, that, that are coming into play, but we are now at like almost two hours, gentlemen. So with that being said, <laughs> Daniel George, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at It's Daniel George. You can find me uh, with, and a lot of our staff writing at apptrigger.com. You can follow us at app underscore trigger. Uh, you can, I'll never be able to have free time to go back on Twitch. I'm resigned to it. <laughs> um, because I'm working on stuff like review season as well as uh, providing cast assessments on the new Survivor. If you're a Survivor fan, you can follow it on twitter.com slash survivingtribal uh, and survivingtribal.com in general. Um, I hope to have my review up for Divinity Originals Thin 2 fairly soon. Um, and I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> Big tired Daniel George. Oh man, you should make that. You should make that your Twitter name now. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a hope that one day I'll go viral, and then (laughs) by having my handle at it's Daniel George. Oh no, I I mean your your display name, not your. Oh, your display name. Yeah, big tired in quotes, and then Daniel George. Daniel, big tired George. Big tired. <laughs> Mood, oh, and then a picture of me being dead. A ske- uh, just a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> just that good emoji life. Um, just eating depression burgers with my lads. Ha ha! A million ha. retweets. Ha 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 ha! Self-deprecating yeah. humor. Yeah, Michael Owens. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Mike Owens. Uh, I have. Several things up on App Trigger right now. Uh, Spider-Man review. Uh, the Madden review from like a month ago is still up there if you want to read that. Uh, Spider-Man Beginner's Guide. Welcome to New York. Yes, I got a Taylor Swift reference on the site. Don't judge Welcome me. Miami, New York. Um, well, I, I had the Overwatch news story for uh, Humble Monthly this week. And I think, yeah, that's really all I've had. Madden Season Sim is on the way. I am I'm pushing hard Spider-Man and, and generally feeling like I got hit by a truck this week has uh, kind of stifled my progress on that. But, big uh, mood. 
big moods. Madden season sim is coming. Uh, it will be up on the site by the time this podcast drops. So go read it. Go check it out. It's weird. It is a weird. Madden season sims are always weird. <laughs> the weirdest. Like our too early season sim had like the Chiefs and the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, and uh, we we've seen how the Seahawks have ended up without the Legion of Boom now. <laughs> yeah, are the Seahawks? Uh, yeah. They're not great. And yeah, and then uh, the the Chiefs have like a brand new quarterback, and yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. The way too the way too early sim from February is always a treat. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh, yeah, man. football football is back this weekend. God bless. That it is. That it is. You too can watch the men's play the footy ball. Um, but you can watch Martin's team lose in Philly. <laughs> That's on the replay. Because uh, <laughs> even if they didn't lose right away, they would still lose after being up twenty-eight to three. Um, Remember it, when Matt Ryan was good? Yep, Oof, boy. Remember when he could throw a fade route into the end zone <laughs> to the best receiver in the league? Aww. Uh, Remember never, when Julio Jones was targeted zone. for twenty passes in the red zone the past two years? He only has one <laughs> touchdown. Sark. <laughs> Oh, man. You can find me at GOTMAB21 on Twitter. You can find the show at ScreenLookerPod on Twitter and Facebook. You can find the show to listen at Podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, all of your favorite podcast places. We can be found there. Oh, wait. We're on Spotify now? We are on Spotify. What? We've been on Spotify. Oh, wow. I didn't even know we were on Spotify. We've been new. That shows how much I know. (laughs) Yeah, man, we on Spotify now. Bring it up, gonna... moving on up in the world. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, I leave you all with this: the courage to walk into the darkness, but strength to return to the light. Those are the parables of the all strength from destiny. Y'all have a good rest of the day.